So before we get into today's episode, um, I just wanted to stop in and just kind of fair warn you guys. Um, this is um, the episodes you guys have been listening to on Unhinged. They're kind of out of order based on kind of Emma's timeline, um, what she's doing in her personal life and what we can release and can't release. So today is kind of the recap um, that this happened. So this actually happened, uh, this recording happened three weeks ago today. And um, uh, so you guys are kind of hearing it um, past tense, but... It is what it is. A couple Easter eggs towards the very end there at like the 50-minute mark. It really starts getting hot. Um, it really gets uh, really good. Um, some good parts in there. The whole episode is really good. Um, and just remember to take out of these episodes what you want. But ideally, this isn't um, about people um, spouting off what's going on with their personal life. Really, this is about a life lesson here. And I think many people can relate to that, especially nowadays. Um this is one of the least ep- edited episodes we've ever done with Unhinged. Um, so you guys get to hear kind of some of the raw conversations that happen kind of behind the scenes as well. Uh, and again, those kind of happen towards that the, the end there at the 50-minute mark and, and, and over. Um, we are preparing for Season 2 of Unhinged. I'm still looking for a new Unhinged host. Um, uh, Emma's doing a great job. She will still do Unhinged for as long as she wants to do it, but we're going to open up for season two here. Um, and uh, so if you're if you're down for it, if you want to do it, um, all I'm asking is that you record once a week, basically, um, and you're open and you're honest. Uh, we record in my, at my house. Um, it's a pretty dope uh, situation, I guess. If you're interested in it, um, find us on Facebook, Bad Influence Pod IA. Uh, that's on Facebook. Send me a message there. Uh, you can go to uh, the website, badinfluencepodpod.com, and uh, I have a contact page, a contact thing you can fill out there, whatever, um, or if you actually have my personal information, <laughs> uh, reach out to me that way. I'm I'm happy to look at whatever, man, woman, doesn't matter. Uh, Unhinged is about some of the um, really big shit, um, the sexual shit, the, you know, the drugs, the alcohol, some crazy stories that you have lived in your life. Um, and uh, I applaud Emma for um, uh, putting herself out there. And as you will hear towards the end of the episode, uh, there's kind of um, a go coin at the end, I guess, right? Okay. Here's the episode. Bye. Drugs and everything in between. The wildest, most unhinged stories of past, present, and future. No topic is too wild to talk about. Here we put everything on the table. So buckle up, get ready, and welcome to Unhinged. I'm hungry. I want to deep throat a fucking cheesy gordita on this fucking podcast. That's exactly how it's. Welcome, guys. It's been a fucking while. Welcome back, guys. It's Emma. Do you remember how to use a microphone? No, I I forgot how to use a fucking. I forgot how to do everything. I have been out for a little bit. I dislocated a rib and pulled a muscle, and it was. A whole entire thing, taking too much dick. Just kidding. It was from lifting. But um, it was a whole little thing, and I've kind of just been in hiding as well as taking a bunch of trips and doing things. Those contradict each other so much, but 
Um, I have Justin with me per usual. He's just going to sit here and honestly dog on me because we're talking about relationships today. So, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's I'm, like getting uh, advice for your car from a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like asking me for advice on your car. <laughs> You're going to get absolutely fucking nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I got my trusty, dusty little vape here. It's going to get me through this. I'm going to need nicotine to deal with the low blows that I'm about to catch from fucking Justin. But um, I wanted to get on here and one, thank you guys for listening. We've been doing a really good job. The two episodes that I've dropped like personally for my own podcast, as well as the one that I had with Justin on his have just been doing amazing. They're great. Um, I know the ads are something new in there, so just stick with me and deal with it as I do who gives a fuck any anyways you're just gonna laugh at what I say once it gets through the ad so what the fuck does it even matter but um let's talk relationships let's, let's talk let's about how, let's, let's talk about how when we first started the podcast I was <laughs> hyping this man up so hard and I have broken up with him <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so the first two episodes that we released on unhinged you were talking about being with your ex now ex and Actually, when those dropped, you guys were splitting up. Correct. We were split up. <coughs> as shitty as it sounds. But um, uh, I don't know. Everything that I ever said on any of the episodes about him were a thousand percent true. He is a great guy. He also hasn't been in a relationship in seven years. So his relationships were very much high school, um, very much smothering, very much uh, attachment issues, very much just a lot. And um, I hate at my age saying that I'm mature, but I, I am a little bit, I still have my childish aspects, but I'm a little bit more tr- mature than most 23 right. year olds. Right. So like when I look at relationship aspects, one, I'm a user and abuser of men. Everybody that knows me knows that I'm a serial dater. I date somebody for three months. Preaching to the choir. I know. Right. And I, <laughs> I date him for three months and then I figure out who they really are. And I like realize that I actually don't like them. I just like the idea of the relationship. Which is super, super shitty. And I'm so self-aware of that, too. Like, I know that I am jumping into something that's probably not going to last. But at the time, it feels the little void I have in my heart. And it makes me feel really good and fuzzy inside. And then we get deeper into it. And it kind of comes into my face like, oh, these people are looking at forever. And I'm not. Forever scary as fuck. It is scary as fuck. And I actually, I got back together with my ex. And um, he's great. Uh, always was great. We split up because of some personal situations that he had in his side. Never not once because he treated me like shit or because he was unfaithful or because he lied or because he didn't fall through with anything he said. I just couldn't get over the support that he had for his baby mama, which at the end of the day, still, like, I applaud him so much for taking care of his family the way that he does. He's amazing. And I have since, you know, kind of gotten over that because I do really care about this man. And even when I was with Logan, like I still was going on Dane's Facebook every day. I was making small talk with him about the small things, gym things, anything I could have. A so conversation you weren't even with committing him. to Logan. Logan. Um. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, emotionally, you weren't committing. Uh, physically, yes, I was committed. Right, I, di- right, I didn't cheat. Right, I didn't do any right. of that. But like, you were present in the in the relationship, but you were always. Uh, my brain was still with Dane, yeah. and it had been with Dane the whole entire yeah. time. And that, yeah. like, as as shitty as that. What's sounds. that? What's that uh, saying? They uh, what's that use? The saying they use where it's like uh, uh, always being left out, um, and you oh the fear of missing out. Yeah, FOMO. FOMO. I have FOMO like a motherfucker. Right, and you in particular have that with men. I just there was just something. I don't know. 
I suck at dating younger men because of the maturity aspect. And Logan was really young and really dumb. And we moved so fast. And it was like I blinked and it had been two months. And <coughs> he had moved into my house. And he had like we got a dog. And like, well, I got a dog. And then he was like, it's our dog. And it was like a whole it thing. it was exciting. It was exciting at the time, yes. But then like I, I just woke up one morning and like looked in the mirror. And I was like, where the f- what? I'm still in October. <laughs> like, right, right. like, I'm still in November. Like, did I have you, no did, idea what's going you missed, on. Did, did you miss all, like, your, I guess, you, in quotes, air quotes, the hoe activities? Or is it? No, not at all. Okay. Like, I, I don't want to go out and be a hoe. But. And now a short break from our sponsors and supporters. It was just so much for me at once. Right. And, like, I had this man sobbing to me, telling me, like, I'm his one and only, and he wants to be with me forever. And I'm like, bro, do you even know my middle name? <laughs> what is your middle name? Anne. <laughs> I don't think he knew that. <laughs> your fucking middle name is Anne? I'm an Anne. Oh, my God. When I hear that, I know I'm in trouble. But, like, seriously. I'm, I'm using that. Of course you are. Emma Ann Swallow. And I'm like, oh, what? Am- Emma Ann, you're late for another fucking recording episode. <laughs> It's just, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it was it was fun and it was fast. And I think for a really long time, I was attempting to fill the void of, like, Dane made me really, really happy and I wanted to be with Dane. But, like, I couldn't get over my own personal issues with our stuff. And I don't want to put all of his stuff out there because he's not comfortable with that. And that's totally fine because that's his decision. So I'm not going to sit here and, like, explain into detail what happened. But I couldn't get over certain situations and so I immediately jumped into a relationship after that to try to get over him. And, like, me and him talk about it all the time. He's like, Emma, you were in a whole different relationship when we broke up. I was like, I know. But, like, I still was fully and entirely invested with you. And the moment entirely is not the correct word. Entirely invested in you. And the moment that I ran into him at a concert, I was still dating Logan. And I ran into him at a, a concert that I knew he was going to be at. I specifically arranged for me to be able to be there to run into him mm-hmm. and he was with another girl and it fucking tore me apart and like I knew that I had to go home to Logan and like all I wanted to do was stay with Dane and like as shitty as that fucking sounds that's like when it clicked in my head like Logan's a great guy I need to leave him because it is wrong to keep leading him on knowing I'm in love with somebody else I remember you you sent me a message and you said I got some bad news or whatever it was. And you're, I think you even said, can I be honest with you? And I was like, you fucking better be. Um, and you said, uh, Logan and I split. Um, I'm not a good enough girl for him or something like that. I'm not good enough for him. Not necessarily good enough. Um, I think that was kind of the way that I positioned it. But I I will never be able to provide him with the love that he needs. I, and I know that because, like, we were not compatible. Do you think he still has some fixing to do, though? Yeah, a thousand percent. He has some growing up to do, not fixing. Okay. He needs to grow up. Okay. He needs to become an adult. He needs to be on his own. He needs to, right. his whole right. life, he right. has just been, like, mama's little boy. Right. And, 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 I, and to preach to the men here, the, the, the biggest thing I've learned in all my relationships and, and, you know, being much older now is that it's important to, to love thyself it's it's more important to learn to live alone women do not want clingy women do not want fucking someone up their asshole right so like the best thing a guy can do is is kind of be a fuck boy i mean really like learn that practice uh learn to be alone and actually enjoy being alone more now than anything 
And I think once Logan learns that, he'll be a great catch. And I, I think he's a great catch now. It's just he, somebody not being in a relationship for seven years and then like automatically like having that fresh and new fun thing is great and all, but like you haven't been in a relationship for seven years. So like having that idea and bringing that new, newfound love into like the equation is so exciting, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's why things move so fast. And I'm a serial, like I serially do that all the time. Like any relationship I'm in, we're moving so fast. Yeah. And you don't take breaks either in between relationships. No, not at all. And as shitty as it sounds, it's because I'm, I don't know. It, It is who I am. And I don't know. I, I say it with everyone that I'm with. Like, I see a future with them. And I think things might be a little bit different because I'm I'm with somebody now that already has a future, that already has everything he needs. You know, like, he, he has a kid. He has a house. He has a great job. He has all of the things he needs. He, he survives by himself. And then bringing me into the equation, I'm not, I'm not fixing any of that. I'm not creating any of that. I'm just, like, the bonus add-on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's verse... Oh, I found you. Now we're going to get a house together and we're going to grow together and we're going to build a family together and everything, which down the road is the goal ultimately, correct? Yeah. But like the first three months, that should not be the goal. Right. And most guys looking for a relationship, they want somebody they can build a future with. Exactly. Except for this new guy's got the future already pretty much built. Yeah. And he's like, if you want to join the future, by all means, like you can be the plus one, but yeah. like you're yeah. not building this future for me. I built it myself. It's the mom to stand Emma. <laughs> he's i don't know it's it's hard too because like it it killed me to see logan hurt as much as he did because i wasn't in the same pain as him because i knew that i wanted to be with dane and like the minute that that clicked in my head like i was done and i left him and then i i ran away for a weekend and spent a weekend with dane and i didn't want to come home and every time i'm with him i just don't i don't want to go home like i it's I think it's also opened my eyes. He lives in a different town, right? He lives in Des Moines. So it's like opened my eyes more into the fact that like I've confined myself to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And what is Cedar Rapids, Iowa really bringing to me? Right. Besides trauma, every turn I take. Everyone knows who I am. Yeah. Which is cool. Like the other day we were at breakfast at Morning Story. Yeah. And this dude comes up to our table and goes, hey, I'm covering your guys' breakfast because I see you in the, the support local page every day. And I really appreciate how much you support local. So... I would like to do the same for you, and I would like to purchase your lunch. And I was like, "Bet, bet what? Like yeah. you, you got me fucked up." Yeah. I, I was like, "I'm a local celebrity, no way." And get it out felt, of your head. <laughs> I know. Get out, <laughs> get that out of my fucking head. But I fucking am. Like as dumb as that sounds. Like no, anywhere are. I you go, are. you well, that one car accident you got into, whatever. They're like, "Aren't you Emma?" Was, I'm literally. <laughs> I hit the owners of Chop House downtown. Plug them up. Go get their fucking food and their fucking. Everything that they have there is amazing. Drop podcast in Emma's name. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm driving. I'm not paying attention. I'm on my phone. I roll through a stop sign and I smoke this truck. And this dude gets out and he's screaming at the top of his lungs. And I'm like, "Fuck me, dude!" And I get out and the first thing he does, complete change of his face. And he goes, "Hey, aren't you Emma Swalla?" And I was like, <laughs> "That's me." And I just hit your truck. And I'm pretty sure I might have totaled it because <laughs> yeah. I smoked his axle, yeah. like or his tire. I don't know. His tire went in. Like it, his was no longer drivable. And like that, that blew my mind a little bit. Like to be recognized as much as that, or even to be out eating somewhere and somebody know me. But then it's it's all fun and games. Don't get me wrong. Like it's all nice, but it's so much more nice to go somewhere and not have everyone and know who you are. Yeah. I go to Des Moines. Uh, I go see my cousins in Des Moines. I and, love it there. And I'm 
nobody. I'm a fucking nobody. It's so fucking nice yeah. to not yeah. be a yeah. local celebrity. Yeah. 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 And it's like I've created this great name for myself there with like the places that we do go together and people are like, I like you. You're fun. Like you should work here. Like you, you would do so good here and like all of that. And I think it is a little bit in the back of my mind, not necessarily for Dane, but like a change of scenery might be good for me is where my brain's at. But also like I have a whole life here. I have my future built here. So it's like getting to be a little bit more in depth and i mean this podcast is going to drop in a few weeks so this decision's already going to be made and this is the first time that i get to tell you this but i have made the adult decision for my mental health and my happiness to step down as general manager at tailgaters I was hoping we talk about this a little bit. Uh, I didn't yeah. know we were going to be public about it. Well, I, I have no problem being public about it. Um, it's, it's tough. It's a tough fucking job. It, it is. It's really hard it's on my mental stressful. health. It is very much. And and when you are you somebody to... who wants people to like you, you become a hated person almost automatically because you have to make decisions that aren't. You're not going to make everyone happy. And yeah. that's something that it's I've never been able at the to get. Exactly. Mem- how much do I use that? All the time. Yeah. And it's so hard and I don't mean that cocky, like as as, as condescending or, or cocky. Like, you can't make everyone happy. Yeah. And yeah. being who I am, I love making everyone happy. That's always yeah. my goal. I want to be best friends with all my employees, and I have to make those hard adult decisions where they are very unhappy with me. And like even last night, something happened. We had to have three people on. It was not busy enough to have three people on, and my employee came to me just frustrated, and she was like, "Emma." first it's you have to stay on i drive two hours i live in the quad cities i'm coming here specifically to work weekends like and i come here and i only get to stay on for four hours because you have to hit your hours and you have to stay on and then now we're bringing a third person in and i have to split my tips three ways and i'm like sobbing because i'm like i don't i don't know what to do i don't know it's hard to react in that situation it is and i'm a very emotional person because morally you know what what to do is right and it's but you can't do that exactly in that position you have to think like a business owner exactly and that is i've already had the conversation with the owners a couple times and i'm about to sit down with them and actually have like the in-depth conversation about stepping down and i'm not losing my hours and they're like you can still keep your shifts and we can just see in my last meeting she looked at me in my eyes and she said i can see you're burnt out i can see you're unhappy everyone can see it everyone's noticing it you've done it for a year you tried it i i don't like i'm there's no no part of me that's trying to push you out the door i'm just giving you the avenue that you can step down giving you that that which i love so much because it is going to miss being a manager though i know i know i will and it's it's hard too but also like especially that place i have to remind myself that i'm only 23 and like i have to plan i have to plan my life and everything that i want to do i'm young like this is the time to go out and do things i can't do those things because i have to run a business Right. And it's like it's gotten down to the point of what's more important, money or happiness? Because I'm not as shitty as it sounded. It's worse for the business. I'm not staying there because of anything other than the money. Right. So like one, I'm fucking the business over for making that decision for staying solely for the money Two, I'm affecting my mental health because I'm I'm more worried about money than my own happiness. My happiness is way more important than money at the end of the day. Yeah. But I like to accept that and like, know like I'm going to be losing thousands of dollars that's really hard but also like so what if i have to live paycheck to paycheck until i can figure my shit out as long as i'm happy yeah because like right now i'm so stressed and i like even today i i didn't have my phone for an hour so i get my lashes done one of my employees didn't show up my phone was i got on my lash appointment i had six missed calls and i'm like 
I put my phone down for a fucking hour. Bro, you can't. You, you can't. can't. You can't. So it's like I'm not supposed to have my a life. My phone's been the driest it's ever been in fucking, you know, six years. Um, but then I kind of miss it. Exactly. And I agree. But like also. But I we are com- like that. We like the excitement. We like being wanted. We like. Want, uh, I can combat all of those things with the things that I actually want to do in life. Like I want to travel. I want to go and do all of these things. And yeah, it's nice to have everyone wanting me and like wanting to talk to me and all the decisions going through me. But like how fun would it be to just go back to being a bartender and being able to do the things that I really want to do. And do it now while you're still 23. Exactly. And not fucking 40. So like I'm not saying I couldn't run a bar in five years time. Right. But like right now. It's so hard. Like, I had to give up. This weekend, I had tickets to see two of my all-time favorite artists, Zach Bryan and Tyler Childers, at an, a festival in Thank Texas. you for those tickets, by the way. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I wanted to go so bad. I tried to sell them. I couldn't sell them. I was out $450. Ouch. It, it hurt. And, like, I'm still getting all the emails about the lineup and everything. And it's, it's really hard. But if I would have taken it, I would have lost my job if I would have gone. Yeah. So it's like... I bought all these tickets this summer or last summer, like out of excitement to go do all these things. And then I took this job and it's like, now I'm like, I'm not going to be able to go to rolling loud this year, which I paid $950 for that ticket. Yeah. In Miami. And I really, really want to go. But like as a general manager, I can't be gone for a week. I can't go to Bonnaroo this year because I have to be there for the business. Being able to step down, I wouldn't have to be responsible for the business in the way that I am now. And I'd be able to do the things that I want to do, the things I've already spent money on wanting right. to do, the things that bring me joy. So it's already been discussed. You're, you're stepping down. Um, I haven't made the decision. They gave me the opportunity to like discuss a little bit more about like how my shifts would look and how uh, like the business would go and like how things would change. It it's a lot, but like I know that I am in return going to be so much happier. Yeah. And as hard as it is to make that decision. It is the best decision for me, and I know that mentally. So you you're recognizing that like your 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 mental stability is off right now. Somebody asked me the other day if I want to take shrooms, and my exact answer was, "I am not mentally stable enough to take psychedelics right now." There is parts of my brain that <laughs> oh, do. It was you. It was you. <laughs> there's, there's parts the of my brain. On my couch. <laughs> <laughs> there's parts of my brain that I just cannot bring out right now because of how stressed I am. Like even yeah. Haley sitting on the couch right now. God bless her. She has seen me cry almost every single night because I don't know how to make everyone happy. And I go to my boss, and my boss is like. Emma, confrontation is a part of this job. You're not going to make everyone happy. You need to make business decisions. And you're not that but person. But it's so hard for me to do that. Yeah. It's so hard for me to discipline my employees when they fuck up. It's even <laughs> like, it's because I fuck up. Yeah. You know, like I'm only 23. I fuck up in life all the fucking yeah. time. I miss my fucking car payments. I'm sometimes five minutes late to work. Like I fuck up myself. So to then sit and turn around and yell at somebody who's 10, 15 years older than me and be like, you're fucking up. I can do it in the moment. But when I get home, it just eats away. You at analyze me. it. Yeah, like it eats at me, and that's so hard. And that's another thing Dane has been so amazing with is he's he's like Emma, you got to do what's best for you. He's like I took a massive pay cut when I first got into the job that I have now because he was like money was great, but also I had to do what was right for me mentally because mm-hmm. you don't want to be I don't want to be thirty five and completely burnt out and hate my life and have all the money in the world to be able to go do all these things but like hate who I see when I look in the mirror every day mm-hmm. I don't want to do that mm-hmm. I would like to be 35 and running a restaurant with not a savings living paycheck to paycheck and getting that opportunity again than trying to do it now when 
I want to do all these things. Right. Like I, if there's a birthday party in, let's say like Des Moines, there's a birthday party for my boyfriend's friend and he really wants me to come so that I can meet all of his other friends. I can't do that because one, I'm scheduled Two, I can't move shifts around just to make it happen. Even if it helps my other employees out cause they need money because I have to be there every weekend. Right. That's hard. Especially it's like summertime. I want to go shake my ass on a fucking boat. Like yeah. I want to go have fucking yeah. fun yeah. and I can't do that running a business. And I never really thought that through when I took the job cause everyone was like, you're so good for this. Like you're going to do great. But really I think at the end of the day, the reason why they picked me is because I have a big face in this town and I bring a lot of money into the bar. Not be, and I do think I have the ability to be a manager. I do think I have like the aspects that you you're need. smart enough to take a step back occasionally and go, wait a minute, my mental health isn't good, my emotional health isn't good. And you you do occasionally do what's best for you. I think, um, you know, and I think the listeners out there, the the people who really follow you on this podcast, um, I feel like I'm I'm going to speak for half of them. Emma, you, you're you're you've had to grow up so fast for so long that you tend to forget you are 23 and the experiences you're you're getting experiences that most people at my age barely have yeah Um, you're smart enough to take a step back and keep doing that I just I I want to be happy you know and it's like I've tried all these avenues where I'd get into relationships or I start this new job or I, I go to this new place and I do all of these new things and I'm like trying to supplement, trying it's to find fun. S- small things that make me happy. But at the end of the day, I want to be happy when I look in the mirror. And right now I'm stressed. I'm exhausted. I'm confused. I'm lost. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing half of the time. And it's so fucking hard on my mental state. And I know that. And I'm that's the one thing I take pride in is I'm so self-aware of when I'm fucking up and when I'm making bad decisions and like when I'm making right decisions and I recently haven't been making the right decisions for me I've been making the ones that make the most sense so that I can make the most money so that I can be the most stable but financially stable does not mean emotionally stable and I think a lot of people in the world forget that and I've forgotten it for so long and I refuse to put myself in another situation where I'm drinking myself half to death my liver's failing at 21 like I did and like a big fear of mine is if I like the first thing that came to my mind is if I step down I'm going to lose a lot of money and then like what happens when I'm living paycheck to paycheck and I feel like I have to stoop lower and I have to go back to OnlyFans or something because I, I don't have the money to make ends meet. But I, I'm not going to let that happen to myself. You know, like even if I have to live paycheck to paycheck, I know I can start a budget. I know that I can follow a budget. I know that I, I did a year sober. I can quit drinking if that's a problem. I can do anything that I need to do to be able to be that person. It's just the fact that it took me this fucking long to realize it and I've already dug I'm in such a deep hole to try to get out of now because like I mean I haven't done it for a year but I've done it for nine months as the manager and the whole entire nine months I've loved it but deep down it's so hard on me and I think a lot of people forget how hard it really is because I mean when you look at everyone in this town all these bars they're running through general managers at every place and it's because nobody the, the, fucking knows the length is four years tops in this town of twenty eight thousand dollars a year that's a manager's a general manager or bar manager's salary and and the most they're making it is four years if if they aren't manipulating the system at all they're making it four years which sucks and it's like am i scared to step down and have to answer to somebody else yes but also is it going to be nice to be able to be happy and And do the things that I want 
and not have to worry about my phone ringing off the hook 24 seven or answering to somebody 24 seven or responding about something or just, it's so fucking much. And it's, it's hard to do at 23. Like I don't, I don't dog on anybody that does it. And so much appreciation to the 23 year olds, 21 year olds, 25 year olds out there that are running businesses. Go do it. And now a short break from our sponsors and supporters. Yeah, it's great. Fucking try it. It's fucking experience, bro. At least fucking try. Right. And I know that now having nine months underneath my belt of running a business, I could I could truly go to any bar and ask to bartend and I could probably get in because I've done so much and I have a personality, you Mm -hmm. know, like when I interviewed at Hazard County. I realized that it wasn't the best bet for me. That would have been a great opportunity for me. And I would have been able to go really far in life with that opportunity. But I knew that it wasn't the best fit for me because I am the, our, a, the clientele we have. There isn't the clientele that you it's you need. I'm more personable. Like Hazard County yep. is literally a moving machine. You don't have to yep. talk to anyone. You just have to make a drink. What <laughs> I do. It's the truth, though. No, you're not wrong. It literally you know, it shouldn't be that way there. But it's it is. And that's where it's getting more and more now. Yeah, and it's it just moves. And when I was at cocktails, I loved it so much, but it was just I don't know. It just didn't fit my personality. Gators is my home. It fits my personality. The people there love me. Everyone can tell that I'm unhappy. Like when I go into work and somebody's like, "What's wrong?" and I'm like, "I'm just fucking stressed, dude. I like I I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make everyone happy. I don't know how to stop." stressing about the little things i don't know how to not take my work home with me and it's so difficult to like lay in my bed at the end of the night and like overthink like i could have said this differently or i could have appreciated them more or i could have done this or i could have done that like that's so difficult on me and i i wish how much sleep are you getting each night five hours yeah it's not enough yeah i uh, lay in bed three four hours at a night don't you yeah I, you, you lay in bed to go to sleep and then you're three, three four hours Exactly. Like I'm scrolling through TikTok off of my phone or I'm like re-distracting yourself. Exactly. Because I'm trying you're so tired that you just pass the fuck out. And I take medicine that like knocks me out at night too. And like some days after I've had a really long shift or I had some serious shit happen with an employee, I take this medicine, which normally on a normal night will knock me out like that. And I, it, I'm still like wide a fucking wake. Like I took a fucking Adderall. Like mm-hmm. I literally am just like zoning. So after all of this, what's some advice you got? Um, our analytics show that 53% of our listeners are female and 38% are the ages of 23 to 27. Your age, your demographic, you're speaking to you. My people. Your people. Exactly. Listen, and we're not experts. We, we, we all agree. We're not experts. Yeah, I but have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about half the time. I just know that I'm talking about what I know personally in my, my heart. You've experienced a shit ton. We've experienced a shit ton. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the basis of this you know i just uh dean was here yesterday and we talked um for two and a half hours on podcast um i don't know how i'm gonna fucking edit that show but <laughs> um you, you know it's it's cra- and he's just a couple years older than you um it's crazy the amount of experience that we have that we want to broadcast to the world and and the the main hope and i know you're on the same page is you know, if we can change one or two people's minds or help two or three people out moving forward, this is what this is kind of about. This is what this yeah. platform is. This is really what we're trying to do. Exactly. We have all these great fucking talks, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm sure I assume, you know, 44% of the men that are listening 
half of them probably jerking off to this these episodes. Probably. But I hope you are, man. I really hope. You I really hope you get your nut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because some people aren't out there. Yeah, let me know. Justin how much included. You know. <laughs> <laughs> He's so gonna cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody can help me with that problem. That'd be great. Haley. Uh, so, um. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "I volunteer as tribute." <laughs> oh, such a sweet lady. Okay, so just kidding, guys. We're kidding. Haley's what, <laughs> what are we? What are we? Um. So, I think. I think what tends to happen is I don't want people to understand. I don't want people to think that we want to tell them how to live their life, um, but because you've lived your life so much. And if I have one big part of advice that I ever want to give to you, is slow the fuck down. Um, you like to move fast. I love to move fast as well. But you're only hurting yourself. You're you're trying to gain these experiences, whether you know it or not, faster than you really should be at 23 Correct. years old. Um, there's a book by John uh, Jay Shetty, and it's called Eight Rules of Love. The number one thing he says is in that book is let yourself be alone. Um, if you can learn to be alone, you can learn to love yourself. And if you can learn to love yourself, you can learn to be in love. I'm not doubting that you like Dane, and I'm not doubting that he's a great guy. I'm just saying that I think what happens is you really, really get involved oh yeah I, f I fall hard deep and hard and it sucks and it's it's scary but also like I guess if there's a, you asked me earlier what's the one piece of advice that I would want to give to anyone the one piece of advice that I could give to anyone my age is just a truly slow the fuck down you know like Soak in every experience that you have and really feel each experience because I feel as myself that I have moved so quickly and so fast in everything that I've ever done that like I never get a chance to stop and smell the roses. Like I'm consistently just fucking a full sprint and then it's like when I get down to it three months later, my brain is like, what the fuck just happened? What the fuck just happened? We're still three months behind. Like who are all these people, all these friends you've made, all these, like, these people you've talked to, all these connections you've made all of these moves that you've done in your life like where the fuck are you at where are you oh, feeling you bro, for real literally like yeah, yeah. what are you doing for yourself because yeah. you're doing all of these experiences to learn all of these things in life but like what the fuck have you done for you i can't even sit and say other than making the decision to most likely step down from my job and really slow down in life and like walk away from a relationship where I knew I was breaking somebody's heart because I wanted to be with somebody else. I think that was one of the smarter decisions you've made lately. A thousand percent. Um, is is breaking that off so that way you guys, <laughs> I mean, honestly, maybe it's meant to be, maybe it's not, but right now it's not. I agree. And it's not. And like, I don't know. I, I just broadcast my life so much. And I think that, that that's a big thing too is like, mm. No, listen, you broadcast what you want people to see of your life, and people make their assumptions. And so what I hopefully what people grab out of your episodes is there is another side to that story. For example, we saw your we all fucking saw your snaps of your weekend, whether they knew it or not, the weekend after your breakup in Des Moines. We all saw that shit. Everyone knew. Everyone knew, but they didn't know. Yeah. And, and now and, and you're not here to tell your story to justify your story. Yeah, no. I'm just sharing it to share it. Right. And I think a big thing for me, too, is 
growing up and really in the past four years, every single person that I met, I disclosed, like I'd always say I'm an open book. I disclosed my whole life story and explain everything that I've ever been through from drugs with my mom at a young age, doing porn, like all of these things to then be like, Everyone's like, who the fuck even is this bitch? Like, why the fuck? I've known her for 12 minutes. Why the fuck is she telling me that she did fucking porn? We got like, more comments about that they didn't understand on your shows that they didn't actually understand your story until they heard your story. So you have quite a story. It is wild. The, the story is like crazy. And I like to share it just because I, I want people to understand like sh- wild shit happens in life. Yeah. Like you can't control the cards that you're dealt. But really slow down and look at them because I've never fucking did that. And I've been trying my hardest in the past few months to like slow the fuck down. Yeah, I really have. Yeah. And it probably looks like I'm not slowing down because I'm going out and I'm doing all these things and I'm going on all these trips, but that's slowing down for me. Yeah. That's and, and as your friend, I gotta let you know, it's frustrating to watch you do this because I, I know what you're capable of. Um, not necessarily in your five year plan, but you know, I know what you're capable of as far as love goes. I know what you should deserve and what you don't deserve. Um, and I, I know it's frustrating for me. I'm sure, you know, Haley is frustrated sometimes. I'm sure, you know, uh, some of your closer female friends, I'm sure they're frustrated as well. Um, I'm sure Joe's frustrated. <laughs> um, shout out, Joe. Love uh, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and, and so we watch, you know, we want to wring your fucking neck out. Yeah. But I also know that that's, does, that, that's, that's not going to do us any good for you, right? You like. Learning. I had to burn myself you, you to like, like learn. You're learning on your own. Exactly. Yeah, too. But like, I don't fucking know. It's it's such an experience, you know, to f- like actually feel ex- like my decisions and my experiences and everything because I would move so fast through all of this stuff and I would never actually process any of it. I'd just jump into the next thing and like making the decisions that I've recently made in the past few months. Like I, I really am truly feeling my feelings. I'm I'm putting myself first. I'm not putting my experiences or the fun things I want to do or whatever it's first. I'm making the decisions that make me happy. What makes me happy is going on adventures, going and seeing new things, meeting new people. And do it now because eventually you're going to meet a fucking 35-year-old, 37-year-old dude. Who, Dane's 31. Who doesn't want to do anything. And he True. just wants to sit on the fucking couch, watch his movies, or play his fucking video games. And I don't, and want, I don't want to do that. Right. Now you don't. Correct, but someday I'm going to want to. Someday you're gonna, you're not gonna have a choice. <laughs> someday you're gonna be like, I met the dude, and I want to go to fucking Venice, and uh, Italy, not uh, Miami, but uh, not California, <laughs> California, whatever it is. But yeah, um, and so I, you know, I, I, I want to see you succeed. I really do, and I mean that with as much love as possible. But you, um, you're learning the hard way. It's a lot. And I am extremely thankful for my situation because he is amazing. Um, But also, he's a realist. So, like, any... I called him the other day crying because I was scared that he was going to leave me because my house was messy. Dane? Yeah. And he was like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. But the, the... Correct. It is so funny. I laugh about it now, like now that it's moved on. But in the moment, like all of the traumatic experiences that I've been through, all the shitty relationships, all the things that have been in place in my brain from my parents to men to shitty friends, I have this 
fear of abandonment and it is so fucking terrifying that the smallest thing can go fucking wrong right. and the first thing that comes to my brain is are you well <laughs> you're what <laughs> she's door dashing food to your house right now Atta girl. um <laughs> i mean i'd take a cheesy gordita to crunch Make sure you put extra spicy ranch. Thank you. <laughs> no, but so I feel like I've been through so many traumatic experiences in my life with just like really shitty relationships where the I'm on my little perch right now. This is how you know I'm preaching when I'm when I'm perched. Um, when you're getting anxious. <laughs> yeah, but I've been through so many traumatic experiences in my life where something very, very small will just automatically set me off. And I think a lot of it has been due to stress through work. But, like, something as little as, my house is a mess. I'm like, don't fucking leave me. He's, he's a realist. So he's like, Emma, you're such a fucking dumbass. Why the fuck would I leave you for that? There would never be a point in time in life where I would walk away from you because your house is messy. The first thing I'm going to do is just come in and help you clean it up. Right? Right. Isn't that so nice? Uh, well, it's nice of him. But you got to remember, like, this is, we're used to people leaving us. We're used to exactly. because of our families and shit like that. We're used to some type, you know, you're just looking, <laughs> your, your, purchase, your purchase looking real good. <laughs> Fuck you. I can't with you. <laughs> you know, I had to fix that chair. Why? Because uh, the back broke on it. I don't know if you're perching on it wrong or somebody sat on it wrong, but the back broke. So I had to like take it all apart, redrill in there. I had to be a man and like fucking, <laughs> I have bolts in that shit. You had to be a man. <laughs> I, had to, I have bolts in that shit now. It's never going to break. Um, it's never happening. Never, ever, ever. Yeah. Um, no, but... So I think that's like one of the biggest things is being like going through so many shitty experiences. My brain automatically reverts to these negative thoughts where the first thing that comes to my mind is he's going to leave or like I'm going to lose my job. Like any meeting I went into, I was like, I'm going to lose my job. And it was always a good meeting. And it's or something is I know it's stupid. It's so not stupid. It's, it's real. It's just my fucking brain. It's dude. real. It's, You're not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. And that's why I love so much being able to talk about it on the podcast that you're not broken because your brain thinks these things but sooner or later if you can't one you have to be able to do it for yourself i think that's the biggest thing is you need to be able to ground yourself and like find your grounding forces but i agree find one thing that you that's you that's a you thing yeah uh my ex portia it was she had to walk barefoot like and it was called grounding but yeah, like in the grass legitimately like grounding yourself back to the earth yep she would put her feet and and i never really understood it until obviously we were done with but I kind of fucking get it now. Um, some guys, you know, they like work on the cars. I like, you know, masturbating. So I think everybody has their own thing and, and, and finding your grounding. What's your grounding? What do you do? I just fucking relax. I never get a moment to relax. And if I'm overly stressed out or I'm anxious or I'm having all of these crazy random fucking thoughts, I just sit down and like sit in the quiet. And as crazy as weird as that sounds, I just sit and if my house is a mess, like, I'll manically clean it, whatever. And it's, like, so nice to walk out and have that, like, empty, clean, open space to just sit there and soak in the world. Because I never – I move so fast. I'm constantly at 100 miles per hour. I'm never slowing down. And you don't have a lot of consistency in your life. Just, no, not at so all. So to have your house with your stuff and your place that you pay your bills in, it's it's kind of – it's, it's, it's that breath of fresh air. It's like you get to look around like, I don't give a fuck what it really looks like. I just know that it's mine. Right. It's mine. And uh, 
I think that's a that's a big thing too is like I always lived with a boyfriend or my parents and then like finally getting my own place when I was alone in Arizona and then I moved somebody in this is the first house that I've lived in alone and like sometimes it is really 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 hard to like go home and like be alone and like know that there's nobody else there and Haley stays there most of the time now which is really nice she stays in my spare bedroom which she's kind of set up into her own bedroom now bitch but um (laughs) it's really nice but like I think the biggest thing is you got to find your grounding force for yourself but also having those supplemental people in your life to also ground you and being real yeah it's like yeah so I keep you in my life, so I realize I'm not that bad of a fuck up. <laughs> oh my god, you fuck! <laughs> you're not wrong, though. <laughs> but no, you're like, um, uh, you know, my daughter turns 18 in two weeks, and her and I haven't. Jesus had the best Christ! Re- yeah, that's wild. And her and I haven't had the best relationship. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to remind the listeners that you know Emma is the same age as my oldest son, so like, you know, I do consider you one of my tightest friends i i don't even look at your age half the time um i think a lot of people forget that i'm only 23 yeah yeah and you've lived experiences and and i watch you and i go fuck my daughter could be living these experiences and so like it's terrifying the, to think that it somebody is. that you love would go through like the things that i you don't know I've i don't through. want you to go through and i know like scott you know i know he doesn't want you to go through these things either but i think your dad and i are much more common where it's like i i cannot you you're as, as stubborn as scott is and 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 my daughter's as stubborn as i am and I don't want to see them go through those things. Um, and, but I always want like that. Da- Such a serious talk. Yeah. Uh, I always wanted like, you know, that, that good friendship vibe where like, you know, you can go to guys like me or, you know, or people in your life like me who, uh, who you can trust and who you want in your life. Um, I think a lot of myself, like deep down, I forget all of the traumatic experiences I've gone through and, there's a lot of people out there not everyone is as open about their life story as i am and a lot of people have gone through some really traumatic shit and i think a lot of people listen to my podcast and understand like they're not the only one and i'm i'm such an open book because i i want people to understand that they're not alone but my brain reversed like i don't even know i try to say these words and half of them are incorrect but my brain no one's corrected you yet i know right um my brain automatically goes down these like dark paths when i get stressed out or i'm anxious and it's because of all these traumatic experiences i've been through where like abandonment issues are a thing i have a daddy mommy and like daddy and mommy issues i have this fear that everyone's just gonna leave me in my life and then to have somebody that's in your life that like looks at you and is like i'm not fucking going anywhere so like relax take a breath but it's hard to fucking believe that it is so hard to believe that like it is because everyone leaves right like every person has said that every person fucking leaves i agree and that's you're you're a psycho to put up with i agree i don't i would and and not like i guess well in a little bit of negative way but i mean it is who you are no i'm i'm a lot to deal with and it's it's nice to like know that there's somebody out there that's like willing to like learn all of that though you know um i was raised my whole life that emotions made me weak and the only person that ever grounded my emotions was my mother and when I was in high school my mom went off her rockers and I lost that grounding force of these are emotions and you're allowed to feel them and I was still raised and now a short break from our sponsors and supporters by my dad on my dad's side emotions make you weak we don't cry we don't do any of that so I am very sheltered with my emotions. I try to hide them. I am a crier. I get very, very emotional, but I try to do it in like quiet. And so 
like I have somebody in my life now that every single time that we're alone, I feel like I'm fucking crying because I have all of these feelings and emotions that I've held in for the whole entire week. And the minute that I f- I'm with him, I feel like I'm at home yeah. and I'm comfortable and I'm able to release those emotions that I feel like I can't release to other people in the world. And it's so like, I don't want to get emotional now, but it's so nice to know that there's somebody there that's like willing to like hear me out that listens to what my fears are. And like I have Haley and I have my it's, dad. That's and stuff. different. That's it's different. different. That's it's different. so different yeah. to have somebody yeah. that like hears all my bullshit and hears all my stories and still looks at me and is like, I love you yeah. for you and who you are. And yeah. it doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter where your brain wanders. It doesn't matter what fears you have. You can call me with any concern or any fucking irrational fear that you have. And I will set it straight. It's nice. And that's another thing, like not to bring Logan into this, but Logan didn't know how to do that because he's so young and he hasn't experienced anything. And he came from a great family where he was loved and he never had to go through any hardships. And I'm, I'm sure he has gone through his own shit that was traumatic for him. But like, I'm talking about like doing fucking hot rails of meth in a garage with my mom at 17. <laughs> like that is something like, that's... Tell me you live that life and then yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, right. And it's so mentally draining. And then to have something so refreshing to come in and be like, you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And that's Your what you want. Your feelings are valid. And exactly. not that you want to hear it. You want to be able to feel that. I get that. It's a lot. And it's... It's really nice too because it's like to have somebody to have somebody that brings you around all of these new people and then all of these new people love you and they want to be your friends and then like I we went to this tiny town and it's called Buffalo Center Iowa. I'm going to plug it up real quick. Um it's like it's like a one fucking street town, okay? They got like a Casey's a liquor store yeah. and like yeah. maybe a hundred houses and like that's the town and I met all of his like I met his lifeline his person his like his human and that was so amazing that one he felt like he could bring me to the person that keeps him alive somebody that he has gone through everything with Buffalo Center did you type in center no it's a tiny ass town dude 857 people. The, literally, this, it, that's a small-ass town. Yeah. We, About the size of coming Iowa. It's <laughs> so he takes me to this place, right? And we sat around. It was just so therapeutic. We sat around. We played beer darts. And then we, like, went out to the local bar. And we had so much fun. And I met all of these people. And all these people, like, all these humans added me on social media. And they just loved me so much. And when we left, I was texting him. And I was like, hear me out. I feel so special that I got to meet all these people and they love me. And he's like, Emma, you're a great person. Of course they love you. Look at yourself. Like you have a great personality. You're fun. You're spontaneous. You're great. You're beautiful. Like you're not an ugly person. Like you are a good Uh, human. Ah, I don't know. Emma got new eyelashes today. (laughs) And I... Uh, I I should put that on my... One of his best friends Snapchatted me and goes, nice cumbrellas. (laughs) Nice what? Cumbrellas. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I hate fake eyelashes. 
Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Why? That'll be on my topic board, actually. That's what we'll Your topic that. board? Fake lashes. Yeah. I sent a picture. This might get us right a little bit. Of, this right might have a little controversy, pictures. but I sent a picture of my lashes to my dad, and he said, you look like you should be playing basketball at LSU. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Uh, well, go Hawks. <laughs> go Hawks. So you felt special after leaving Buffalo Center. Yeah, it was great. I got to meet all these new people and I got to experience all these new things. And it wasn't some, that makes you feel good. It makes me feel good that the most important people in his life like me. You're a people pleaser. I am a people pleaser. And that's why it's so hard to do the job that I do now because I can't keep everyone happy. Yeah. And it affects my mental state knowing that I can't keep everyone happy. It fucking blows. It blows so much. Yeah. It's Massive nice. It's, it's actually been nice the last three months. Me not getting. Uh, I haven't gotten any death threats. Uh, I haven't had any accusations. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. It's wild, and it's so hard to because there's so many moving parts. And it's like the last meeting that I had. We sat down and I talked with the owners, and they're like, "Emma, we can tell that you're exhausted, and it's because you're trying to live this 23 year old life, and you're also trying to live this business owner life. Right. And it's you're." right now smack dab in the middle and you're getting pulled and yanked both sides like back and back and back and it's you got to figure out which one you want do you want to run a business and make all this money and have all this experience and be able to move places with it or do you want to be a normal 23 year old that can go and do whatever they want in their life and go not have to worry about running a business or planning around having a business do you want to do that and it took so much in my brain to think at the end of the day money does not matter if I am not happy like, I have a regular that comes in. But into you still need to learn how to fucking be happy, dude. I agree. I agree. But also, I haven't given myself the opportunity because I'm moving 100 miles per hour trying to keep up with everything else in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, because removing you're, you're that. convinced you're a lover boy. So, you, you're convinced you need a relationship in your fucking life. True. Um, you uh, want the job of uh, managing a bar so that way you have the experience so that way you can go own your own fucking bar someday, right? So, you actually know what you're fucking doing. Um, but you like it because it's the attention is drawn to you. It's Emma Swalla at fucking tailgaters. So why wouldn't you fucking like that job? It's all about Emma, really, mm-hmm. right? Why wouldn't you like it? And I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, uh, but then you find out really, really quickly that it's actually not the a glamorous job. It's not. Um, it, it, and they make it sound so glamorous because like you're you're the boss, but like. You have to deal with employees going through very, very hard times. You have to make the converse, like have the conversations with employees when they're losing their jobs. You have to. It's so much more, and I feel like it tolls on your mental state. Like it's so. How about hard. when an employee says, "My dad just died, and I can't work tonight," and you have to say, "I'm so sorry to hear about that, but you need to find your replacement for tonight." Yeah, that shit's hard. Like how? Like that? That fucking drains you. Yeah. No, that is so. Oh, my God. Cringe. I have an employee that's going through some difficult times right now. And to have them messaging me, because they are also my friend, at 3 in the morning, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. And it's like, I know you still have to show up at work tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm sitting here trying to console you as a friend, but I know that you still need to be on business yeah. in the morning. Yeah. How do you even, how do you cycle between that? Yeah. You don't. Yeah. And it's so hard. And I've, unfortunately, most of my friends, most of my employees were my friends first. And I've had to end relationships, friendships with them to be able to be their boss. Yep. And that 
is really, really hard. And then you also have the aspect of learning that not everyone's in your corner. Like I had a friend for five years and I found out that, you know, like business is business and personal is personal, but some people can't separate that. And some people will throw the personal throw you under you the fucking owe bus. me you know what i did for you you fucking owe me don't do this to me yeah exactly yeah, that shit it's hard and i i love my job and i love my regulars and i love my employees but when they sit there and they look at me and they say we can tell you're fucking exhausted what are you doing it's like what i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing i have no idea i don't know i just am trying to stay afloat like i literally feel like i'm treading water every day do you think that you have a hard time. I think that most people, I can, some of my friends, I can, um, they can ask me, like, how's it going? And I can be like, fine. But, you know, Dean was over here yesterday and, you know, like, I just broke down and, um, and he could tell the shit wasn't fine. And I can't do that with everybody. Yeah, um, I agree. You can't do that with everyone because not everyone has your best interest in mind. Right. Do you think you have those people that I know you could probably do that with Haley, right? Yeah, I agree. Even Dean. Dean's been my fitness coach for the past six months. Um, I went MIA. I stopped responding. I stopped talking to him. Oh, I I'm stopped. aware. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's on the podcast. Oh, great. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, so like that, that came out of the woodworks and I had to like go to him and be like, listen, my life has been completely and utterly draining me and bringing in this other aspect of my life. Like I just had to, I had to remove it for a split second. Like I, I just couldn't take that much added on. It's another part of your life though. Um, yeah. I think you know what you're doing. I'm so self-aware of when I'm fucking up. I'm so self-aware of when I'm achieving good things too. Like yeah. I know when I'm I'm losing it and I know when I have it together. And right now I feel like I am grasping on. I know when I'm fucking up. I know that when I'm being dumb. And it it's like really, really difficult for me to call myself out you know like I know when I'm doing it I know when I'm being stupid I know when I'm not being self-aware I know when I'm pushing my morals be like behind me to have fun and I know like when I'm lying and like I know when I'm fucking up you know mm -hmm. and that's like another thing that Haley is great at is she calls me out on my shit she's like Emma you're fucking you're having a mental breakdown about your house being messy because you can't handle normal things in your life because you're not emotionally stable <laughs> enough to handle things emotionally in your life because there's too many other things going on in your life. For there's real. so many moving yeah. parts. Yeah. She's like, you're worried about this small thing because you have way too much else going on in your life that you can't sit there and actually fucking process your emotions. You can't sit there and like feel your fucking emotions. But it's also we've learned it's not safe to process our emotions okay well so <laughs> i didn't think that we're <laughs> i just watching Haley get naked over there save look me. at her she's having a hot flash she's hot, like red Haley's unwell i told her not to wear fucking leggings here we are i got hey you want to change your clothes you have all your ex bitches clothes here <laughs> i have i found the rock bar shirt oh my God. yeah i thought about gifting it to you at some point <laughs> never forget yeah but I, but I thought about like no like that's so much like I should like when I get a studio I'm gonna like frame it <laughs> I'm gonna put the rock bar shirt up there and the fireball one so I didn't think that we were gonna get really deep into my position and work and also I didn't think so either I know and I'm glad that we did because it is it is a big thing and I think there's a lot of people out there that are listening that are gonna be like or that are making big moves in their life and it really helps first off I, I just have to I have to clear the air on this 
what I don't think people understand about the podcast, and if you're listening this far into the episode, I really do appreciate you guys. Um, we don't get on the podcast to preach. We don't get on the podcast. Believe it or not, I'm on my perch. <laughs> when you <laughs> get behind a microphone and you get a, a, a headphones on, it's almost therapeutic. Do it you is agree? really nice. Yeah, no, it's really nice. You get to talk about your life. Like, you get to expose yourself and it's not initial judgment and you're sitting in a judgment-free zone and and so you just kind of let it roll out and then you get to hear it again yeah you get to like hear everything that you said and it's sometimes it's nice because i feel like i word vomit a lot so i just say all of these things and then to like turn around and listen to it it's like justifying my own self because like i can be feeling really really down on myself and then listen to the you're doing a great fucking job, Emma. You're 23. Right. You run a business. Right. You own two vehicles. You have your own place. You're you have a savings. You're like the you're second most successful podcast in Cedar Rapids. <laughs> Who's number one? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Probably Dean's. I don't know. I. It's so. It's just so nice. Like it's so nice to be able to just be transparent with myself and everyone else that's listening. Yeah. Because I don't ever get to do that. Ever. Right. I just get to like put on a front. And I think that's another big thing, too, is like anybody in the service industry knows in the service industry, you put on you put on a show like you build, you create this character for yourself so that people like you more. And like when I get behind the bar, I am this character. And like recently I've been so drained that I don't get to be that character. You can just see that I'm just unhappy. And for not only management, but for regulars to come up to me and be like, Emma, what the fuck's going on? Like, that's so hard to hear but also it's like the nail in the coffin knowing like something's got to change you got to make you got to make up something like you got to figure something out right which is nice right and then also in like the relationship aspect of it it's really really nice to know that you have somebody in your corner that is willing to treat you well and be there for you but i think a big thing too is the realist like the realism part of it he is a realist so whenever i am being irrational he is like emma one he hears me out he talks me through it he talks me down he reminds me of the positive things i have in my life it's never just like we're gonna get through this because it's us it's emma you've done you've gone through so much you've gone so far you've done all of this like you've achieved all of this you have moved mountains you've done all of this and like now you have somebody here to help show you that because i know you can't see it yourself right which is an amazing it feels so good to have because we don't we don't we've never had that exactly and i don't know i don't know what the future is going to bring i don't know if i'm going to move to des moines i don't know if i'm going to actually step down from my position hold your breath okay good (laughs) i'm just saying in general you move so fast and you have to remember you move fast so the second you think this is great right this I am loving my life and this is perfect and Dane is this and the job is this and and Des Moines looks like this hold your breath for a second it may not be what it is in the long term and you may be hurting yourself in the long term by not holding your breath Mm -hmm. does that make sense Mm -hmm. Um, I think stepping down from tailgaters is probably a healthy choice um, because you are such a people pleaser you want to make people happy i think stepping down just for a time out though i think that you will miss being the manager um i i hope that you take this relationship that you're entering into and you 
you take it at its face value and you, and you move a little bit slower. I hope you don't move to Des Moines. Um, I can't lose you. I <gasps> shut up. I can't. I can't Sappy. lose you. Um, as as much as sometimes I don't like some of the shit you do, um, I do appreciate you and as a person and as a friend. And I know a lot of people can say the same thing. And um, it's selfish to say we don't want you to move, but I'll be the first to say don't fucking move. I hear a lot of people say I moved to. Arkansas. I moved to Florida. I moved, you know, to change my life, change scenery. Those motherfuckers ended up back. I mean, I did it. The scenery isn't any different. Right? The, the trees are different, you know, different types of trees. Uh, less water, right? But it's still the same. It's the life. same. It's the same life that you're living. Because you you're haven't choosing. changed. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I think it is... There's just so much that I've had to like self-reflect on recently and I think that you know self-reflection is really terrifying because you really have to like you really have to feel your feelings and I've self-reflected on so much to the point where like I've essentially really changed my whole entire life recently and um as selfish as this is going to sound I have so many people that rely on me and that I'm their lifeline and it's so mentally exhausting and draining because I don't get to be my own lifeline and then I reach out and I search for other people to be my lifeline and that's yep. like not something that you should ever do it's well as long as really, you're doing it with the right people exactly I agree but like also you have to be your own lifeline yeah. you have to be your own grounding force you have to be your own person you have to love yourself before yep. you can try to love anyone else yep. and the self reflection that I've had to put on myself recently is just like you got to get your fucking shit together man yeah. like you are doing so well and you're so stable in everything that you're doing but like also what the fuck are you even doing because you're unhappy and you're moving at a million miles a moment and you don't even know what you're doing i'm glad you're saying that it sucks yeah. to see yeah. and it's like so you're very self-aware very much so yeah. and i know that and it's yeah. it's hard to be that self-aware because it's like what am i what am I doing it for? You know what I mean? Like to like sit there and like actually feel your feelings. It's you can spend so much time running away from your emotions and your feelings. And then the time that you finally have to sit down and like feel all of those and self reflect on all of those emotions. It really, it, it is a Debbie downer. Like it beats you up inside, you know, it makes you feel, feel not so good because you are realizing everything that you've been pushing back because you want to feel like this happiness and this and that and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, like you have to do things for yourself. And for the past six months, I've been doing things for everyone else and trying to make everyone else happy, but I have not done a single thing for me and realizing that in my position and my love life and everything, like I just wanted to make everyone else happy but at the end of the day emma needs to be happy for everyone else to be happy because i'm projecting my own feelings and emotions onto everyone else around me yeah and that's yeah. really fucking hard yeah well and that's Haley got the taco bell <laughs> girl um you know i uh the, the the biggest thing i've ever learned about having kids is that um my kids will never be happy if i'm not happy right and I, I don't think that's any different from the life you're living right now so i hope you do i hope you figure it out and and I can't force you to stay. Well, I can force you to stay, but um, me and Joe will just chain you up. Joe wants me to move to Des Moines because he lives there. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. That yeah. might, that might, that might change the dynamic a little bit. But 
and Joe is a huge lifeline in my life. Yeah. And so it's like, I know that I, if I left, Haley would come with me too. So she's giving me, she's sharing her fries with me right now. Everyone ready to listen to me eat a fry? ASMR. ASMR. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I fill myself up with drinks. Shout out but to Big Grove. If I left, I know that Haley would come with. I know that her son would come with. And I know that I would have Joe. And that would be the emotional lifeline that I would need. <laughs> I just exposed her secrets on live air. But I think there's just... I don't know. The biggest reason why I want to move is because I want something new. And Of course you do. Of course No shit. Duh. Of course. Yeah. I'm going to take one bite of this and then I'm going to close it out. And I hope everyone gets to listen to me. Oh, it's not the one I wanted. Looks Fine. fat as fuck. Mm. Use that on the opening, please. <laughs> That's how I moan, according to Haley. Like a dead cow. So glad my man likes that. I have a sex tape of her, so I've heard her. I've heard what? her uh, <laughs> get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Fact is, I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, reason number two, I would never sleep with them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my reason number one. <laughs> no, no. Right reason number one. It's me. It's well, Emma. It, so yeah. Oh, yeah. She would like the dick. That's the problem. And then she'd become addicted. And then we'd, we'd hate each other. And then we wouldn't have a friendship. And I don't want that. She's not mature enough to have sex with somebody and be their friend. Um, I don't necessarily think that that's true. I bl- no, that's 100% true. I do want to just add in this last little part. Um, you, if you're going to get into a relationship, I think you should be able to have a relationship without it all being sexual. You have to have like genuine conversations and like emotions with somebody. You have to like have genuine feelings with that person. You made fun of Haley last time. This is what's funny about the fucking thing because she said, um, I the sex is good, but it was the aftercare that does it for me. And you laughed, you kind of laughed at her. I laughed yeah. at her because it's a guy we both fucked, and I know that the after. Okay, 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 okay. That's okay. a different story. But listen, listen. He didn't fuck me the same way I know. But you sent me a picture of his little peeny weenie hanging out while you're fucking getting aftercare, and that is what pissed me off. Uh, this hair was on my taco. It's disgusting. It happens. It's fast food. I know. It's okay. I'm not mad. You have a. Uh, Little gordita, right? Right there. Yeah. Good girl. Don't say that to me. <laughs> Do not say wait, that to wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. Do what's, not say that to me. Wait, what's better? Good girl or mama? Ah! <laughs> no! What? No. Okay. Anyway. So it's probably time to close this out. So, one, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you made it all the way through the podcast, thank you. I know we got a little deep. We've had my first episode is very, very deep. This one is very, very deep as well. Um, there's a lot of emotions and things being thrown out about my personal life. Hopefully that I don't get looked down on for. Um, I appreciate everyone that listens, everyone that follows. Bad influence and let alone just unhinged as well. Um, I really couldn't do it without you guys. It's really great to know that there's people out there that are going through the same thing as me or feeling the same thing as me that is able to relate or able to relate with my emotions and my feelings and just allow me to sit here and talk about my life. I appreciate Justin because he essentially, one, he's the mastermind behind this whole entire thing, but he also helps me get out there and be honest with myself and helps me kind of like realize this. 
this time where every time I'm recording, you know, it's like what we talked about, self-reflection. I get to really self-reflect and I get to have Justin hold me accountable. Um, I want to say thank you to Haley because she deals with the aftermath, the (laughs) aftermath of my emotions. I want to say thank you to, you know, my humans, my people that are in my life, everyone that is my lifelines. I know that I've been making some like really serious life decisions and choices recently. And I appreciate everyone that's held along because I feel like I am really morphing into who Emma really should be, not who Emma wants to be. I used to be this person that would watch you. I would watch a TV show and see somebody cool on it. And I'd want to become that person and I'd morph my personality to be that person. And now I, I've slowly as the months go on realized who I want to be, who I am, not what looks good. And it's just great that I get to come to those realizations with all of you guys. So I appreciate all of you. Thank you guys for coming and listening. Thank you guys for following. Thank you guys for rating. Thank you, Justin, for doing everything that you do. Follow me on all my social medias. It's just my first and last name. I'm Aswala, S-W-A-L-L-A. You can find me on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine yards. I appreciate all you guys, and I'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.